This is a free download from Delancey Eden Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30am in the Delancey Elam Church building at the Banks, St. Simpsons, in the Challenge Islands of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk. Above all things, I believe in love. Love is like oxygen. Love is a many splendid thing. Love lifts us up where we belong. All you need is love. We see it. We hear about it. We feel it. Love really is all around. And today we see it clearly here, a love that's remained for 25 years. The power of love, a force from above. It really is one of the strongest emotions. You'll be pleased to know that's me done with the song lyrics, okay? (laughs) But love really is something that is so deep and so wonderful and so beautiful that it truly is worth shouting about. And I'm delighted that Craig and Stacey have decided to renew their wedding vows um, in order to celebrate 25 years of marriage because... It really is something that that should be celebrated. So on this very special day, I I quickly realised as I was planning and thinking about what to say that such a special occasion demanded some really good, clear and profound wisdom to propel Craig and Stacey and all of us here into the next 25 years that lie ahead. And uh, so it was at this moment of revelation that panic and distress gripped me. For good, clear, and profoundly wise, I'm not. So I decided that in order to gain wisdom about love and about marriage, I'd first of all go to my parents. Now, they've been married for over 40-odd years, and for the majority of the time, they seem to have things pretty much, much sorted. So... I've got to be careful with what I say because they are here today. But anyway, um, so I started with the mother and um, she gave me some advice which was really quite helpful, quite useful, I think quite profound um, about relationships. And she started with the classic line, never go to sleep on an argument. I'm sure we've heard that one before, but make sure you sort out any disputes before the sun goes down. Now, I think that's quite a useful tip for us all. So, wise mother, well done. Good. (laughs) So, I asked my dad a similar type question, you know, what makes for a good marriage? I'm still trying to work out how profound this might be. (laughs) Because it may well just be the answer. I don't know. But anyway, he looked at me and he said this, Nicole, always have a shed at the bottom of the garden. (laughs) So... understand why my father's shed has electricity, carpets, a stereo. I'm a little perturbed that he has three sheds and um, that's no word of a lie and he's just built a greenhouse as well. So I'm, you know, not sure about that. But anyway, um, moving on. So I felt felt that I needed to go a little bit further um, looking at wisdom. I couldn't just rely perhaps on the parents. So I thought to myself, well, which group of people in life taught the most sense? And of course, we all know 
which group of people have the most sense. It is, of course, the kids, isn't it? Okay, we might as well bypass adults and go straight to the children. So I turned to the Good Housekeeping Guide, which had some children's tips about love, dating and marriage. Now, I know, Craig and Stacey, you are past the dating stage, but many of us aren't. And uh, in the name of inclusivity, I thought I'd broaden the advice. So here's what they had to say. When asked what do most people do on a date, Martin, age 10, said this. On the first date, they just tell each other lies. And then usually it gets them interested enough to go on a second date. So, <laughs> good little tip if, if any of you are in the dating scene. Um, the next question, what would you do on, on a first date that wasn't going very well? So Billy, age nine, said, um, well, I'd run home and play dead. And uh, <laughs> the next day I would call all the newspapers and make sure they wrote about me in all the dead columns. Well, that's good for Billy. And another question, why, uh, why does love happen? between two particular people. Jane, age nine, said, well, no one's sure why it happens, but I heard it has something to do with how you smell. That's why perfume and deodorant are so popular. Yeah, good. Some of you might need to take that tip. No, sorry. Okay. Um, what is the best age to get married? Camille was asked, age 10. She said this, 23 is the best age because you know the person forever by then. <laughs> makes me feel a little bit old <laughs> and finally how can a stranger tell if two people are married Darren age 8 says this you might have to guess based on whether they seem to be yelling at the same kids <laughs> <laughs> probably happens in my family actually there is just one more and I think this is a good one how would you make a marriage work Andy age 8 said this be a good kisser it might make your wife forget that you never take out the trash <laughs> a good one, got to be said. So after these um, pearls of wisdom, after this great advice, I began to feel a little bit more confident and um, I definitely now know what to do on my next first date if it all starts going downhill. I've got that advice stored away. But for some reason, I just felt that that still didn't really cut it, that that didn't suffice. But I needed something more. So I went to a number of different places um, to look for some useful tips about love, about marriage, about relationships. So I went to an interview by the world's longest married couple. They'd been married for 84 years. Wow, 84 years. So I went there. I went to the Good Wife's Guide from the 1950s. I'm not even going to go on that one. Um, then I went to the Good Marriage Guide book. And then, of course, finally I ended up in Cosmo, like you do. But, you know, to be honest, I didn't really find the advice I was looking for. Because there really is no better advice, I don't think, than what we find in the Bible, in a book of 1 Corinthians, which is all about love, and I'm sure we know it well. Whether we're religious or not, whether we're certain that there's a God or we're not that certain, this passage is a great description of what love is. So I'm going to read it to you now from 1 Corinthians 13. It says this, that love is patient, and love is kind. It does not envy and it does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonour others and it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered and it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes and it always perseveres. Love never fails. And now these three remain, 
faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Perfect advice right there. For if we all took this passage, if we all loved in this way, of course our friendships, our relationships, our marriages would be so much better. And the world indeed, I think, would be a better place. Maybe not perfect, but perhaps an improvement. And of course we know that in any friendship, in any partnership, we won't always be able to love in this way. There'll be the ups and the downs. There'll be the disagreements and the falling outs. Because, well, it might come as a bit of a shock to some of us, but we're not perfect, are we? I believe that really there is only one person who can really love in this way, in this complete, full way. To love in a way that is everlasting. To love unconditionally. To love radically. And seeing that we're gathered in a church building and that I happen to be a minister, you probably guessed who I'm talking about. Of course, I'm talking about God. And God's love for each and every one of us. See, many, many years ago, I discovered that actually uh, there's a love that, that just doesn't compare with any other love that I've experienced. It's hard for me to describe to you what this love is like because a personal experience is just that. It's a, it's a personal experience, isn't it? It's like when someone's telling you a story about something or they're telling you about a holiday moment, yeah? And uh, you're listening intently and all the time you're thinking, well, I guess it's a you-had-to-be-there type of thing. You ever get that? Those moments? But it doesn't stop us, does it, from telling others about it. It doesn't stop us from telling people, oh, they're falling through the ceiling. Um, It doesn't stop us from saying about our great moments and our great experiences because we want other people to know about them. We want other people to share in those experiences and to have a taste of what we have had a taste of. You know, if I go into town and I happen to experience a Benetton sale, then I'm going to be straight on the phone to my friends to tell them, Benetton's got a sale, you need to get down there. I want them to join in with me. I want them to experience it. I'll always take the opportunity to tell people about trekking in the Himalayas, and I would enthuse that you should go too and that you should check them out because it was such a great experience. And in the same way that I'd love to rave about a Benetton sale or trekking the Himalayas, I also love to talk about the love of God and love to encourage people to be open to look at the love that's demonstrated in the Bible. The Bible says that God loves each and every one of us. Regardless of anything we've done, regardless of who we are, whatever our race, our education, our sexuality, our financial income, our Facebook status, whatever, he loves us, each and every one of us. God can often get bad press at times. And that's usually due to the ridiculous things that some of his followers do. But hey, let's put that all to one side. Because when I look at the scriptures and when I read the Bible, all I see is a God of love. A God of wonderful, amazing, unconditional love. And when I was thinking about committing myself to Christianity, I thought, well, I have to study and look at the different religions and see what everything else has to say. So I did that, and I looked at other religions, and I immersed myself in theology, and I looked at the philosophy of religion and the big questions, and I love all of that. And I have become convinced, not just from experience, but convinced that Christianity is true. As C.S. Lewis famously said, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen. 
not only because I see it, but because by it I see everything else. There's a story in the Bible that Jesus told. It's a story about a father and a son, you might know it. And the son basically turns his back on the father, he goes away and um, he just does his own thing and he completely humiliates his dad. But all the while that this son has gone away, the father remains at home waiting for his son to return. And when the son does return, the father runs out to the son, throws his arms around the son, embraces him, welcomes him back into the family home. Before the son can even utter a word of apology, the father has embraced him and welcomes him back. That right there is a picture of unconditional love. And Jesus told that story to demonstrate the love that God has for each and every one of us, that embrace, that total unconditional love. Stacey and Craig and all of us here today, I could search the world over for good advice on what love should look like, what kind of love helps to strengthen our relationships and our marriages, and there'd be lots of fantastic things that I could say. But I don't think we can go too far wrong when looking at the love that's shown in the Bible. And I wonder today, a day where we are celebrating love, whether we can be inspired to love one another in that 1 Corinthians way, whether we can be inspired by the love that God shows us and maybe, just maybe, be inspired to be open to receive the love that God has for each and every one of us. And I think this, above all things, might just help us to keep on loving in the next 25 years and more. Let us pray together. Father God, we thank you for this day. And we thank you for the celebration of love. And we thank you that we all have friendships and relationships with others where we feel that love. Father God, we want to be people that demonstrate love to one another. Help us to do that, I pray. But Lord, I thank you that what the Bible shows us is that you love us unconditionally, forever. Nothing we can do can make you love us more or less. And I thank you that we have that love that we can embrace. Today, Lord, we pray a massive blessing over Stacey and Craig. Lord, we thank you for them and thank you for their marriage. Thank you for their family and their children. And we pray, Lord, that you will bless this family. In your mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this free download from Delancey Elam Church. For more downloads or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk.